Hello, and welcome to Steeped in Mystery. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenna. Welcome back. Ooh, Jenna. First episode of the new year. I know. And we've got some more of that turkey tea that your one friend gave us. Mecca. Mecca. It's it's the milk oolong tea. I know. It's so hot right now. I know it is really hot, but I'm excited to try this one because the other ones were so good. Oh, Amanda just had a look on her face of <laughs> delight. I'm not saying anything till you taste it with your mouth. Oh my goodness. Right? I have never had a new long like that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's a really mellow flavor. And it's just tea flavor. No added little, you know, fruity or nutty or... No, it's just oolong. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really cool. That's really yummy. I need to go. This, oh, I like that. this is why people sailed the seven seas and burned <laughs> each other's ships down was for tea and spices. To fight for the tea. <laughs> of course they did. So Amanda. Yes. I have t- no idea what we're doing. Today's today. a Jenna takeover day. Yeah. Total Amanda in the dark. I literally don't even know what the topic is today. So I, I'm going to. I'm just going to dive in. You're not even going to tell me what... Nope. Oh, my God. That's I'm cool. not even going to tell you the, to- the, the the topic because I have lots of pictures. Oh, no. Don't, don't, don't. Don't get oh all... Oh, God. Don't get all... This is just... A... You need a, okay, buckle in, but I don't think you'll need it, but, you know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'd rather be buckled in. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Safety precaution. All right. Well, go okay, ahead. We're all about safety here let's, in the studio. Let's, let's do this. Okay. All right. Uh, stories centuries old tell about gigantic beings living on the earth. Oh, God. And their stories occur in almost all ancient cultures and civilizations. Indo-Europeans to the Greeks to the Christian Bible... These stories have been passed down from generation to generation and literally still exist in the modern day, right? Right. However, there has never been any concrete evidence to prove their existence or prove the existence of giants. That is, unless you believe in the giant footprints that have been found around the globe. What? Multiple giant footprints have been found and are thought to be millions of years old. Some cultures believe them to be the footprints of God or gods. They have been found in, and this is by no means a definitive list, people. In fact, I had to keep going back and adding to it. India, Russia, Thailand, Sri Lanka, China, Syria... South Africa, Malaysia, Texas, Ohio, Spain, Paraguay, Australia. So in about 13 places and counting. About every continent. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Texas and Ohio? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep. And I'm sure many more that haven't even been found yet because some of these have been found as recently as 
2016. What? Yes. So these aren't like really old findings. Do they have carbon dating on them? They have speculative dating because I don't know that you can carbonate rock. Or can you? Well, I guess you can carbon date rock. You can't really carbon date when a footprint would have been put in it other than assuming if it was But if it's mud. fossilized, yeah, you yeah. can determine it, you should be able listen, to. Listen, I don't do geology. That's right? one area I really am not familiar. I, I believe they could date the I footprint. I think it's geopaleontology that you have to. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Listen, listen. I like collecting shiny rocks because they're shiny, and that's about the knowledge of rocks that I've got. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to push the pause button right there for just a second, because it was about a year ago that we talked about the red-headed cannibal giants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about cannibal giants this time, so you're safe. Oh, thank goodness. But just for perspective, we are going to talk about normal man-sized fossilized footprints. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. So an article in September 2021 okay. discusses newly discovered fossilized footprints in the White Sands National Park in White Sands, New Mexico. Okay. Those of you in Sweden, that's in America. Yeah. Uh, these footprints date back to between 21,000 and 23,000 years old. Wow. And archaeologists, or arch, no, sorry, archaeologists. <laughs> archaeologists. <laughs> I'm trying to make the word more complicated <laughs> than it's supposed to be. Archaeologists have found over 60 prints at this one site that's incredible yeah that's a lot yeah so like you don't normally find even that many fossils in general in one particular location let alone that many of one particular mm -hmm. so i'm going to show you a couple pictures now so now it's picture time oh wow they are literally fossilized footprints yeah and they're clearly human footprints the mm-hmm. the only difference you could see between these and like the modern human day footprint is they don't have the pronounced arch so their arches sit a little more flat to the ground because they walked different and carried themselves different maybe mm-hmm. longer toes but definitely mm-hmm. human footprints mm-hmm. here's here's another one um from the same dig where they obviously were measuring it and okay that one looks more like it's in a shoe? So it's kind of eroded a little bit more, okay. I believe. Yeah, but it, it's still foot-shaped. Yes. Yeah. And you can see it has, there are toe protrusions yes. at the end. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit more about these footprints. All right. Tell me. I'm going to spit some science, hopefully. The craziest finding about this uh, not only the location of these footprints, but the dating of these footprints, is that it places humans in North America about 15,000 years before scientists originally thought. Honestly, that 
doesn't surprise me just because I think a lot of times we underestimate how long humans were on any particular continent because mm-hmm. our lack of written That's documentation. True. And a lot of what we have to go on is archaeological, very ancient. Well, and there's been so much stuff over the years that is piled on top of other stuff, so much erosion and mm-hmm. and all that. It's like... It, We're not done digging yet. (laughs) So this was actually before the Ice Age closed the land bridge between Alaska and Russia. So in other words, these humans had to be on the continent before they had thought there was migration of humanoids or humanids or hominids between Russia and a the lot. North American continent. Yeah. So that's why this is so significant. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. This also predates the oldest currently known footprint in the Americas that was found in Chile about 10 years before these ones were found. Okay. And how old is the Chile one? So it probably would have been from about 10,000 years ago instead of 21,000 years ago. Oh, so it's older by like double. That is incredible. Yeah. And up until that point, the one in Chile was said to be the oldest footprint in the Americas. Uh, They can actually tell these prints were made by teenagers and children. Because of the size? Because of the size. Oh. And they believed they played in the area while adults hunted and gathered. And uh, Sally Reynolds, the paleoecologist that was on this particular scientific discovery dig, uh, says it's unequivocal evidence. Yeah. Like you cannot fight this evidence it's so it's it's literally written in stone (laughs) right it's there you can't erase it it's concrete evidence right but let me tell you something else they can actually tell and this blows my mind they can tell that there were layers of seeds then the footprints And then another layer of seeds on top of the footprints. So, like, if kids handed a bunch of seeds and they're like, listen, we're going out. You guys run around and throw these seeds on the ground. Yeah, let's have a party. Maybe there's, like, a seed storage somewhere. Or maybe they were threshing seeds. Maybe they weren't all hunters and gatherers back then because, hey... Sounds to me like maybe they were pretty smart if they were there 10,000 years before we initially thought they were there. I think we discredit the humans of our past a lot as to where they were advancement-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not hard to put together mm-hmm. this thing grows into this thing. I wouldn't be right. surprised if they had very primitive agriculture. Right. And I'm just going to add that... Obviously, in researching and studying these footprints, 100% they were not carved into the rock. They were not made 
by hand or made by anything. Do people suspect that? Well, we're going to circle back to that. Okay. They were legitimately footprints probably in soft mud Mm -hmm. that turned into limestone. Or or clay even. Or, yeah, turned into clay, which turned into stone. Like, like, I'll be real. Like, me and my siblings, when we'd play in the mud and stuff, like, it was very clay-type earth where we lived. And Mm -hmm. if you stepped in it and no one touched it, even a few days later, it would be like a hard, encrusted footprint. Yep. And and you could, like, smash it or dig it up or something, but it would be pretty solid if you were careful with it. Right. So after millions of years of being solidified, mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. going to stay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not rocket science. <laughs> well, no. No. But we're going to go back to the giants. Oh, God. Okay. And their footprints. So just to give a, I feel like last time we we didn't talk as much about maybe the written history as much of giants. We pretty much focused on the redheaded giants in that, you know, in, in, that, particular. in that one particular setting. Yes. And in the cave and how they got discovered and. Yeah, yeah. It, it was okay. very focused. I'll, I'll grant you that. So here here's a quote. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and the same became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Genesis 6-4. Yeah, the Bible does talk about giants quite Mm -hmm. frequently. It also talks about a lot of other mythical creatures, which I would like to discuss at some point. But biblical mythical creatures. <laughs> not, not only that, I mean, the Nords, the Greeks, uh, giants have been listed as predecessing humans on Earth for absolutely in a lot of cultures, and we're and we're gonna get into that too because in Hindu scriptures, oh, we find countless references to powerful beings in the past. Um. They can be called divas or demigods visiting the earth and um, being a higher species of humans. And they actually say, like the Yakshava, the Rakshashas, Vanarkas, uh, and the Ganvarhas. Apologies. I did my best on pronunciation. The description of these people found in the Prioranas tell this they tell this that they were often gigantic in size, flew in celestial airplanes that traveled from planet to planet, and had weapons more powerful than the sun. They were giant humanoid aliens who had laser guns. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to circle back to that. So I want you to remember that. Okay. Okay. There is also Lord uh, Hanuman, a devotee of Lord Rama, who is talked about in the Thailand translation of the Sanskrit epic, the Ramayana. Okay. He was a gigantic being that looked like a monkey. So he had like a red kind of monkey face. Um and then a white monkey tail. 
but otherwise looked human. Okay. Yeah. And he had uh, strength, speed, and agility. Now, Greek giants. So, Greek giants, as far as I know, like, the main Greek giants that people talk about are the Titans, who are basically the parents of the gods, in a way, like Kronos. And what if I told you that that's not correct? What? The Greek giants actually had their own land. Wait, so the t- we're talking about something that's not the Titans. Nope. Homer is the earliest known source to mention giants. And okay. he says they were like man, but much bigger. So same complete look. Like Homer who wrote the Iliad, right? The Odyssey and the Iliad, yes. Okay, just clarifying. They were ruled by a king named Eremendon. And he was described them as very powerful, arrogant creatures who lived near the Phaeacians. And so not the Phoenicians, Phaeacians. And the Cyclopses. So they had their own land okay. and their own king. This is so wild because I was just reading an article about a recently discovered Cyclops-like skull. <laughs> just that is so saying. awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. I love it. I love it. But they said it was a land somewhere off the western coast of Greece. But, of course, everything's off the coast of Greece when it's Greek mythology. It, very fair. Mm-hmm. Very fair. So they were eventually destroyed by the gods, and they almost didn't destroy them. They had to have the help of Hercules to destroy this race of giants, according to legend. Uh-huh. And then the Greeks also fought a possible giant named Xerxes I, who was a Persian king. Now, I think it was, it, it wasn't Homer that wrote it. It was the other um, uh, Greek uh, historian, and I didn't make a note of that. But some speculate that he was prone to exaggeration. Because they said he was, they said he was like, you know, eight foot tall. Right. So take a foot off. Even at seven foot tall back then. Oh, gigantic. He was giant. Because you're talking about the average human was still probably. Four to five feet. Yeah. Yeah. And and rarely, if ever, pushing six feet. Yeah. So somebody seven foot tall would have been considered a giant. I'd still consider anyone who's currently seven feet tall to be a giant. Mm -hmm. Just because it's. It's outlandish. (laughs) It's crazy talk. (laughs) So uh, we were, okay, so now I'm going, so now we've discussed that, um, you know, there are human footprints. So. so There are. uh, Definitely records. Records of giants. I mean, to, to reference the Bible again, one of the bigger Bible stories is David and Goliath. Exactly. Which was, yet again, another... And some have actually speculated that Goliath was actually real. 
and that maybe he wasn't nine foot tall, but then again, the Bible was very specific on his height. Very specific. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the town of Lepakshi in Andhra Pradesh, India, some legends say the footprint there is actually of Lord Hanuman. Hanuman. The one we just talked about, the monkey god. Or maybe Mother Sitka, which is a mother in the god universe of Hinduism. Okay. The epic story in the Ramayana is connected to this footprint, this actual footprint in this area. So uh, an evil person named Ravana was kidnapping Sitta, uh, Sitta the mother, and headed towards Lanka, which was a town nearby. Okay. So a bird that actually happened to be named Jatayu <laughs> battled Ravana to save Sitta. Okay. But he fell fighting and he was dying. Oh. And all of a sudden, Lord Rama came to his aid and muttered the words in his ear, Lapakshi. What does that mean? And Teluga, or Telugu, it means rise, bird. So that town is actually called Lapakshi. Rise, bird. After this story that in the so cool. Ramayana. Yeah. And... Huh. We, we get really lame town names from people who are making stuff I know. Up I know. <laughs> like Arco. Where do you get that name from? And they get Rise Bird. Seriously. I want to live there. Or we're like, oh, look, there's a Butte. Guess we're going to call this Butte. Yep. Listen, don't credit the Just Americans don't. with creative names. Okay. <laughs> so this is, this is the footprint this is also okay. This one isn't the one in India, but this is Lord Hanuman's footprint in Thailand. Whoa. Describe what you're seeing there to us. Amanda. Okay. So you've got people around it and like yellow flowers, like they're bowing down to it. It looks like there may be a trail of these footprints behind him, if I'm right. Um, the picture's not very good. No, but Good if, on that if you're point. comparing the person to the footprint, and let's assume this guy's like five eight or something, mm -hmm. that's like a four to five foot long footprint, if not maybe six feet. Yep. And five toes. Mm hmm. This one, I does have a pronounced arch because there's water running into these footprints, yep. and and there's a very clear divot where the arch would be. Versus the heel and stuff. So it's obviously a very sacred place to the Hindu people because I think that's why they're there, why there's it looks flower like offerings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, they, they look like But people... it is massive. Massive. Yeah. Okay, so here's the footprint. Like I could lay down in that footprint. Here's the footprint from uh, La Pakshi. Okay, so this one is far more... I mean, I say far more reasonably sized, but 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 still, it it's, it's three like, three feet long. I yeah. would say. Oh wow! And see, this one doesn't have as much of an arch in it. 
either. Nope. And, and I know you guys are like, what does that matter? It tells you about the advancement of the people and if they had shoes or not. Okay, listen, it's just us. But also <laughs> you have to take into account erosion and and, yeah. uh, and other things. So there could have been an arch there at one point. But still, most of our ancestors were flat-footed. Th- this would be someone probably who's like 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Because I know, so there's like this whole thing. Um I took like one year of CSI, so don't don't quote me on this. <laughs> I took like one year of CSI, and there, when you take footprints and you cast footprints, it's not it's not just for uh, determining what shoe the person was wearing. Right. It tells you about their height and their weight and a lot about them. So, right when you see how far that's pressed into the ground and how big it is, it tells you they were heavy, mm-hmm. they were this tall, they had this stride. Like, footprints can tell you almost the entire makeup of a human. Yes. So this this next print is in Sri Lanka, and it is believed that Lord Hanuman leapt from India to Sri Lanka and landed with such force that his footprint was pressed into the solid stone. Oh, I just hit myself. (laughs) Stop doing it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this one doesn't look... It looks more like a shoe print as opposed to a... Right. It's a little bit more different structure. Yeah, it's a little more ambiguous. Mm -hmm. So, uh, granted, but it really does look like a giant shoe just kind of landed there. And this lady's next to... It's got to be like five feet long. Yes. Jeez. That is incredible. I would love to see some of this stuff in real life. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I feel like there's some things that... Uh, let, let, let us go there. Let us travel there. That I feel like photos don't just capture everything the way that they could. Right. You know? So the 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 Hindu-Indian uh, scriptures, so the Ramayana is, is, I think, a historical text with some scripture kind of tie. It's like a companion. But the Vedas are their actual scripture from what i understand well and and to be fair i'd argue that most literature whether fiction or not is based around facts and situations of real life like they're yep like we've had this discussion that even if it's legend doesn't make it not real right there every good story is based in just a maybe a little bit of fact and then embellishment but if you take if you take and say, okay, I just heard this fantastic story, and I believe... If you ask anyone what makes a good lie, it's adding in a bit of truth. Right, but it, but that's the thing. It's like, even if you don't believe but 10% of a radical, crazy story, that's 10% that could be true. 10% that actually happened. 10%, 1 out of 10, that's actually pretty good odds, people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And where it's something that's... In multi uh, again going back to this, we've said this a million times where it's identified by multiple cultures. Yep. Who did not have communication in the same way that we have communication? Exactly. Seeing and writing about these same things. Yeah, because you're talking about India and Thailand and Sri Lanka are quite a distance from India as far as when you think about travel before trains or other well means. and if you talk india versus greece even oh or yeah. greece versus norway 
like, and these were the all... The distances are... They would not have... Back then, astronomical well, differences yeah, and, in and, distance. And the Greeks were talking about giants long before the Nords and the Europeans were ever in contact with each other. Yes. And the Nords had their giants mm-hmm. at the same time. It's not something you can shoo out the window and say right. there's n- right. no... So I guess this goes back to, so, you know, we call, we call the Bible scripture for, you know, the Old Testament is Jewish, the New Testament's Christian, and then the Vedas are Hindu religious texts. Right. But here's the thing. If you even like have a 1% or even a 10% basis that what you read in those books is actually like history versus stories story that's phenomenal it is right it is it's like it's like watching a movie that's based on a true story so guess who else thought that this was a possibility who rj oppenheimer our lovely oppenheimer that we just saw the great movie of this last year 2023 Uh. rj oppenheimer the father of the atomic bomb, after the first successful test, quoted from the ancient Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita, to describe the weapon he had just invented. He also once hinted at the possibility of weapons on par with the nuclear ones he was working on having existed in previous Eras. Yes. Particularly those of the Ramayana and, please forgive me, the Mahabharata. I I believe you're correct on that. Oppenheimer also claimed that, quote, access to the Vedas is the greatest privilege this century may claim over all previous centuries. End quote. He thought they were that important that being able to read the Vedas was the biggest thing in that century. And you cannot. And he just invented the atomic bomb. Yeah, you cannot look at uh, Oppenheimer and see a a man who believed in fantasies. He was. He didn't Mm-mm. operate that way. He was no. not. He was not a no. A, a lost in fantasies type of person. Everything he did was founded in facts and reason. Yep. Yep, exactly. So while some people are quick to call our ancient scriptures as their mythology, you know, whether it's... Which granted to an extent, I believe they are. Which are, you know, Bible, Vedas, you know, any of any of them. We're not going to distinguish just one. We're just going to blanket. Right. Uh, while some of them think ancient scriptures are mythology, those who have scientifically studied the matter are more apt to actually consider them as ancient histories of the world. Well, right. And, and like... So if, if you do look at them from a historical standpoint, it almost changes your view of what you're reading. Well, and that's the thing, is you have to, you have to take the context of the times into account whenever you're reading something mm-hmm. like you can't read Shakespeare and appreciate how funny and how absolutely like 
throw it in your face to the government he was. Oh, absolutely. If you don't understand the context in which you're reading. Yes. And or so, the time frame in which so you're reading. So when you're reading. Or the political climate. Or, or the, 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 oh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Just the, the culture. There it is. The yeah. culture around it. Sure. Because when you're reading stuff like the Bible, you have to take into account, um, the, the more Jewish culture at the time where, where like Jesus was living and things like that. Because when they're writing about certain things, they do not mean a lot of them literally. They're, they mean them in the same way where like a millennial is like, that's so dope. We're not talking about dope as in like a drug or, or right, things like that. Right, because of the language context. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when you reread stuff, understanding the language context and understanding yes. the cultural context, yes. it becomes far less fantasy. Right. Because like with Shakespeare, I mean, I, I studied Shakespeare for a few years. And with Shakespeare, if you didn't know what those... Shakespeare was Old an absolute word. savage. He was. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he could tell you you were the biggest... Dumbest, fattest. Richard to walk the face of the earth in like paragraphs. And he would use the most colorful descriptions. And and unless you know that that's what the context was behind oh, it. It's boring if you don't understand the context. Exactly. Abs exactly. And, and I think that's where a lot of scripture gets lost is it's so old that people yeah. lose the context to it. Well, I kind of get bored with Samuel begot. Jacob, who begot somebody else, who begot somebody else. Who... Right. Yeah. Right. It it does. I mean, it gets, come on. It gets boring. Yeah. But granted, yeah. if you didn't, if if you if you were from their time reading one of our books, you'd get really bored too, because you would have no idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we've talked about the possibility of you know the ancient texts where they were talking about giants. We've got giant footprints we're looking at. We've got Oppenheimer buying into, into those ancient texts. Sure, sure. And he's, you know, all of us know he was like uber genius level, like right up there or higher than Einstein. I would argue. Slightly higher than Einstein. Yes. I would too. After, yeah. Okay. Because there's theory and there's application. And I will always argue application over theory. That's fair. That is fair. Okay, so we're going to circle back to our giant footprints. August 2016, Pinyang Village in Gushu, China. There was found a giant footprint in stone measuring 57 centimeters long, 20 centimeters wide, and about 3 centimeters deep. Can I get context for... Yes. <laughs> Those of us who <laughs> so should understand. So 57 centimeters is about 22.5 inches long. So you're... Just over two feet. Just under two feet. 22.5. Oh, 22.5. Yep. I, so just under two feet. I heard 25.2 for some That's reason. That's okay. <laughs> and, and 20 centimeters is probably... I mean, think about it. It was it, it, it was twice as wide as it was long. So, so if it's like, that long, then it was that wide. Right. Almost like a foot wide. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This dated back to the prehistoric era. So before any of the ages. I think my 
I think my forearm is like a foot and a half. <laughs> so be so think about it from your knuckles to your elbow is probably how long that foot was. Maybe that to is... your fingertips actually. Yeah, probably to probably to my fingertips. Wow. Yeah. That is Okay, the Jesus. average man's foot per foot now. Yeah. Not not like, you know, in the 1900s when everybody was like a midget. Sorry, not a midget. Very short in stature. The average man's foot was 18 <laughs> centimeters long. So we're talking about three times the length. They are not going to find shoes. Now footprint. <laughs> right. <laughs> Screw it. You just give up. Just walk barefoot. Well, they did. Yeah. Their prints are everywhere. And the average woman's uh, footprint is actually only 16.5 centimeters long. <laughs> Jesus. Right? So here's a picture of the footprint in China. Okay. And this one's a little bit different. See see, see what you think. Hang on. Yeah. What? Um, hmm. It's actually in rock. Yeah. So it's... It's not a sandstone. It's... And it's not smooth. It's rough. It's, yep. But it's very much a footprint. In hard, like, bedrock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Something would have had to step, well, granted, if it was as big as that. Yep. But step very hard. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Also, the foot shape is slightly different. Like, the big toe is not as big in comparison to the other toes. And that little bump that comes right before your big toe looks more pronounced. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm, I'm hoping that helps visually for those who just listen. Yep. That is, it's crazy. It's really, it's like, it's like someone really big just, and their foot. Yep. What? They just stomped it into the rock. Yeah. And it literally just made an impression. I mean, if you're that big, I guess it's a lot yeah. easier to stomp your foot into rock that hard. Right? It's just hard to wrap my head around. Okay, I'm going to give you some more science here in just a second. Paluxy River Basin in Glen Rose, Texas, in the Dinosaur Valley State Park. Uh, obviously, there are many preserved fossilized dinosaur tracks because Dinosaur Valley State Park. Yeah. But there are human ones, too. In the same track layer. I'm sorry, humans, humans alongside dinosaur footprints, alongside dinosaur footprints. No, no, no. This isn't just. Ba bam. This isn't just. Let's be clear. This is not a dinosaur footprint and then like a human footprint next to it. This clearly, for anyone who knows anything about the way that dirt and stuff moves which anyone who's played yep. in a sandbox does this is a human footprint that went down first and then a dinosaur footprint that went yes. down after yes which means there is no way that this is a footprint from a human that came after the dinosaurs yes. did they've actually done ct computed uh topography on it and they have determined scientists have determined that they happened at the same time. Oh, they had to have. Exactly. Like, like, I don't know anything about rocks, and I can look at that and tell you they had to have happened at the same time. Okay, theory one, time travel. 
Theory two, humans existed when dinosaurs did. Okay, so I love theory one for obvious reason. (laughs) Right. But I I really do think theory two, I, I, I just literally think we discredit so often how old humans are because we associate humans a lot with written or visual history so cave drawings and and writings of some sort yes when we don't have that evidence available for us we just assume humans weren't around didn't exist yeah yep yep and i don't see why we wouldn't Uh, like like to be completely fair i don't see why we wouldn't there was uh, oxygen there were plants there were meat right there's literally no reason why 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 couldn't there have been humans back with dinosaurs i love that there is irrefutable evidence now right like even if it was in what is the most recent period because i know there's like jurassic thoracic i'm so bad at those Uh, whatever the most recent period was that means humans can be at least dated back to that period Mm -hmm. that is so freaking cool oh that is awesome isn't that science? There's like a little scientist in my brain doing a very happy dance. Like lab coat and everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so in the same area, so exactly the same area, um, the Paluxy River Basin, in 1964, Billy Caldwell made a discovery of a giant footprint in that area. He made a mold of it, and it was a 16-inch print. Oh, wow. So not three times the size, but More twice, like twice. twice the size of a, of a normal foot. That's still a really huge person. And he took the mold to the World's Fair that year, 1964. Back to the World's Fair. Yep. But it was mysteriously lost. Probably along with those stupid fires. I know. So, Yeah. So there's 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 some evidence mm. at you. Now, this one, I saved what I think is legitimately... Okay. I'm going to need you to send me home with like five pots of this oolong. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Okay. So this is also a footprint that was found in uh, Glen Rose, Texas. And it was from a little, like, TikTok. Okay. Now, this is probably more from, like, a seven foot, eight foot tall person. Like, someone's got their foot next to it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming a guy just based on the socks. Yes. <laughs> So some guy's got his foot next to this footprint, and it extends maybe three, four inches longer than his foot mm-hmm. does. But it's definitely a human footprint, and it's definitely in some very old stone. Yeah. It almost looks like it's a sand composition, though, back to that clay sand composition. Which is easier for footprints to get pressed into sure. anyway. Sure. Okay. So now we're going to jump from the Americas over to South Africa. Oh, jeez. So Michael Tellinger discovered an enormous fossilized footprint in granite, possibly dated to 200 million years ago. Holy cow. He found it about 300 kilometers away from Johannesburg near Empaluzi. How is none of this documented as evidence when there's so many of them? We're going to circle back to that. Okay. It measures 1.2 meters. 
That's a little from over heel to toe. That's over three feet long for people who don't do meters. Nine. What? No, oh, wait. You're t- you're right. You're right. Three. Three point two. Because one meter is like three feet. That's right. Yeah. I was getting a little bit. You're good. Okay. <laughs> three feet. Okay, but still three, three feet. feet. <laughs> over three feet. That's this- a child. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's here's where I got ahead of myself. This means the giant was between 7 and 7.5 meters tall. Yeah, that's where you get into it. So 7 times mm-hmm. 3 is 21. This particular rock. That's like 21 feet tall. Holy cow. This particular rock started below the surface and worked its way up to being exposed on the surface of the earth. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's old. It's worn out a lot. But you've got the clear arch. You've got the clear toe prints. But look at the toe prints. It's almost like they stepped in it when it was mushy and the toes drug out of the top. It really does. Like it was really muddy earth. And they, oh my God. Is that not insane? It is insane. They've got a guy standing next to it. And and it's like most of this guy's body. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. How 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 I do, <laughs> how do how do we have pictures and actual proof in rock of Yeah. Yeah. And not yeah. And, 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 and be sitting here going, Well, we don't have bones. Well like, you know what I mean? Okay. We're gonna we're, <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm getting We're I'm, gonna get there. Okay, now we're gonna go back to Cleveland, Ohio. We're jumping all over the place. All over the world. We're globetrotting. Cleveland National Forest in Ohio. Uh, a thousand feet up a step, a steep mountain, James Schneider was hiking looking for gold. So he's just up there trailblazing. Yeah. This was February 2002. He found something else. Because he likes to hike off trail, might have been a little bit harder for him to get back to the area. But he actually knows the area very well because he lives at the base of this mountain. Oh, lucky. The Gowers Mountain in this national forest. This is where he found a giant footprint embedded in solid granite. And it is at what appears to be the edge of a dry creek bed. Okay. So this story actually made the news. It's kind of a little different. But again, you can see all the features. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's got his barefoot in it. Mm-hmm. Now, now this foot looks more like it might have four toes, but I could be right missing where the other one is. But there's definitely four clear toe prints. Yes. And it's 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 like twice the size of his foot, I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. And the more you look at it and the, you know, I think with any of these footprints, the more you look at it, the more you can go, look, do you see the detail there? Look, do you see this there? Well, and here's, here's the thing for me is like, if you're looking at these particular photographs you've showed me, Mm -hmm. they are not in areas where you've got a bunch of divots in the ground. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not the case where like, you know, how you can see a human face in almost anything if you look hard enough because it's two dots in a line and and you associate it. 
<laughs> and you say, yeah, there's like a whole thing. Like if you, it's t- like if I squint my eyes really hard and I tilt my head to the left, that might be a footprint. No, and these it's, are it's obvious not, feet print. And they're not around other divots where it's like this particular divot out of all these divots yes. happens to look like a footprint. Exactly. It, it's by itself in a way where it's like there's no way that this is not a footprint yes. because there's nothing around it that's gone into the ground in this way. Right. Exactly. Uh, like, it, it's not the terrain there. It's not the rain that happened at a certain time. Right. It is a clear separation of, this is a footprint in the middle of nowhere. What? <laughs> right. Where it's four toes and it's here in America. I know. Do you think it's like Bigfoot? Do you think it's like a really Could old be. Bigfoot footprint? Maybe. I love that idea. <laughs> okay. So, a 2,000-year-old book called The Book of Giants was discovered over 50 years ago in the Qumran Caves with thousands of other ancient scrolls. And if you remember the Qumran Caves, these are where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, right. So there was actually a book called The Book of the Giants. I know. I love that. Also, why haven't I heard of this yet? Right. <laughs> and almost all of the scrolls that were found in, the, in these caves detail past history right yeah. uh in this particular book it details the nephilim and how um there these particular beings were destroyed and just quick description on nephilim because maybe we need to talk about that one day mm-hmm. nephilim were believed to be gigantic beings that inhabited our planet in the distant past and again like from the quote of genesis it was believed that they ha- they were gods or the sons of gods that had mated with humans I, i've heard some different fantasy tropes and things like that or or perhaps they're, i've heard nephilim as be described as angels as well fallen angels mm-hmm. yeah so Okay, so now, after we have all this, okay. you're like, why don't we know? Why don't we know? Okay, well, here's the difference. Well, why don't we just accept that there were giant? Like, I get that we don't have all the information on them, but it should be right. accepted enough. The thing that bothers me is that science is, when it can be explained, they are so willing and so ready to jump in there and do everything they can to analyze, scrutinize, document. So just like the um, the feet print in white sands, the fact they can tell they walked on seeds from the stone footprints is crazy to me. Yeah, they, like they can clearly analyze it to an insane degree. And if you ask me, these fossilized footprints of ancient humans are legitimately the same as some of these gigantic footprints that we saw today. So why aren't they analyzing them? Exactly. So your scientific brain is telling you because there is not a possibility of there ever being a gigantic human. That it's not worth looking into. Exactly. Well, and I would argue, I would argue there was a precedent set in science a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Where if something could have got you thrown in the nutter house for bringing it up back in the day. Right. That you just didn't explore that line of science even if you thought there was enough fact to follow it. Right. And I believe that that precedent has followed into 
funding into current research oh, projects. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So even if there are... Funding si- has a huge part of even that, Even if I'm there sure. are archaeologists and scientists who, who would be very interested in studying these footprints and doing what they need to do to yeah. date them the way they date these other ones... It all relies on funding, and if you can't get funding, and the funding's no not, research. Who's going to go in and fund and say, "I want to fund this research into giants or into Bigfoot," because it's because they are taboo-related issues. Okay, listen here, Elon Musk. Yeah, you want to go to space? <laughs> I want you to pay a scientist to study these footprints. I want you to pay a scientist. To discover Bigfoot. Listen, I am the first person who, like, would love to go to Mars and all that. Like, I totally love <laughs> space exploration, but I have a massive issue with the scientific community and funding research projects off-planet when we still don't understand... Exactly. Our own what's sphere. Current, yeah. yeah. Like, why are we exploring everywhere else Yeah, when we still don't know with 100% certainty right. what's going on here? Exactly. <laughs> It's like, you think we should know our own little bubble, our own little space marble before we go to other space marbles and start digging and well, because doing if we if we if we knew our own planet perfectly, yeah, going to other planets, we would be way more equipped. I think so, but so <laughs> you know, it goes back to unless the... we run into those giant space giants, you know, oh, with sure, lasers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with lasers and weapons. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say that the reason why I'm not gonna say that I 100% am on board with giants and these fossilized footprints, but I'm gonna say there's a one percent chance they're real. And if there's a one percent chance, then what is that saying? Whatever when you discount anything that is possible, or, or you know, when anything is impossible, then you're left with the possible or <clears throat> When it, when whatever else, however improbable, when you, <laughs> yes, keep going. Oh God, it's freaking Sherlock, and I used to have it down perfectly, and then you asked me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot. I know you did. <laughs> but when you investigate everything possible, whatever is left, however improbable, yes. must be the truth. Yes. And yes. and that's very much the case because it's like, I, I mean, it, it just is. It's the case. If you, as a diagnostician, as a nurse, if you sit and do all the labs on every person and they have none of the things which would be most likely possible and then there's this mysterious disease in the back of a book that like no one would think of and you're like, that's the only one left that fits all of these signs. Exactly. It, it has to be that. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense for it to be that. Exactly. Even if it doesn't make sense. So the, the footprint that was in Africa that looks like it actually was like mushed into the rock and the toes pulled up. Mm-hmm. So they did have an not an archaeologist, but a geologist go there and actually investigate it as well. And he said, there's no way. This cannot have happened. So he legitimately said, unless somebody stepped into molten rock at 12,000 degrees, this couldn't have happened. Okay. So because he says that it couldn't have happened, then i.e. No one else is going to research it. Right. Then he's like, nope, it can't be a footprint because the rock would have had to be melted. Okay. So what if the rock was molten? 
Yeah. What? Well, uh, I'm not saying the guy who stepped in it survived. I'm saying a guy stepped in it. You're <laughs> saying the giant chose to step in the hot rock because he was like, hmm, is that maybe, really as hot as it says Maybe it is? his little baby giant was trapped on an island of rock in amongst the lava. So he took a step, grabbed his baby, threw it, so, and then died yes. in the lava. Yes. Exactly. That's a probable scenario. Is in it? Yeah. Who's to say that the guy who stepped in it lived? Like, <laughs> I'm not saying it he wasn't... was like, I'm leaving my mark on the world. I'm not. As I check out via the lava. Say, I'm not saying it wasn't painful. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it was smart. I'm not saying I want to do it. But uh, <laughs> listen, there are warning labels on mattresses in current times telling us not to swallow them. So you can't believe <laughs> that an ancient giant stepped in some hot lava. Like, what is that? Maybe he was just having a bad day. Okay. <laughs> like you're really gonna make you're really gonna make that yes. it had to be hot lava, and so that's why I won't do more research. Yes. <laughs> I'm like I'm like that makes no to me that makes no sense. If it was a regular sized footprint that had to have peered in lava, we would be going. Someone stepped into lava, right? That would be the discussion. Is some human stepped in lava? That would be the discussion. Yes. It would not be the issue of that's impossible. That can't happen. It can. You can step You're in lava. You're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at. It you, right now. You can step in lava. You should not step in yeah. lava. By the way, he <laughs> did not comment on if he thought it was carved or not. It was not carved. Nope, it wasn't. We know what. So carved. he's standing there looking at something that's right in front of his face that is literally solid stone, saying, "Oh, this couldn't have happened." Calling something because certain things exist in mythos. We decide that they cannot exist outside mythos. And that frustrates me to my very core. Because yes. way back then, the idea that someone could walk into their house, say a name aloud, and ask for all their lights to be turned on or off would have sounded like fucking black magic. <laughs> <laughs> and we can do that right now. Just because it sounds outlandish does not make it untrue. <laughs> Alexa, make a giant footprint in the lava, please. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right? Who's to say it wasn't a cutoff foot from another I know, giant? I know. <laughs> hey, George lost his foot. What are we going to do with it? Well, George, it's going in the lava. <laughs> I'm just, Sorry about your bad luck, George. I'm just saying, there are so many things that we could right. use to explain it. Okay, so <laughs> I'm saying we talked about giant feet today. Giant footprints. Oh my God. Giant footprints in stone. Please. Is this the first time you ever heard about these? Yes. Sweet. I love that. <laughs> well, I love to whoever looked at the episode. rock and said, that's not possible. Could you please open up your mind? Just, just, a, just a hair or get out of yeah. your field. Yeah. Like you shouldn't work in a scientific field without an open Gosh, mind. Have you ever played the floor as lava? Come on. Or seriously, it could just be a guy who was like, that person's in danger. What if the floor really was lava? And he went, oops, my foot slipped. <laughs> Shit. Shit happens. Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, would All you right. would you tea at the giant footprints? 
Frick yeah, 100% I would tea at Giant That really big one I want to have tea party in. Right? The, The South Africa one is huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I actually would love to go to the White Sands, though, and see, like, the 60 footprints in stone. I oh, still yeah. even think that would be fascinating. I love stuff like that. So do we tea with the gigantic giants? giants that like to play the floor is lava and lose? Absolutely. Yes, I would, too. Just so I can be like, you know, this guy didn't even think you could step in lava. <laughs> <laughs> do you know we have this thing that we can <laughs> tell to turn the lights on in our house? They can start our oven and make our fire and brush our teeth. I don't know. You know, our toilets flush themselves. What's a toilet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So absolutely, I would tea. I would tea with footprints. I would tea with the giants making the footprints. I would tea with the scientists who have looked at them and passed them up just to find out what goes on in their yeah, closed-minded I, I honestly, brains. I'd be like, what's the difference between studying a regular human footprint in stone and a giant footprint in stone? Tell me the difference. Explain to me how one is scientifically relevant and the other one cannot be. Yeah. Ex- when I'm looking ex- at it. Explain to me. Why, if that was a regular sized human footprint, you would have been investigating it day in and day out. Yep. But the fact that it's not regular sized immediately makes you say no and walk away. Yep. That's why I'm saying Elon Musk, and, come on, step up. And that is why we like to discuss everything that yes. is, is mystery because I want it to be less taboo and less. Even if it's still a mystery after we talk about it, it is just fascinating to explore that mystery. And humans should want to explore that. Humans are born explorers. Absolutely. 100%. I love you guys. 100%. Well, uh, like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. We're hoping to get out some TikToks. So hopefully check those out. Follow us, us on yep. all of the social medias. And all of your podcast platforms so that we get all the likes, loves, hey, and subscribes. If you, if you only listen to us on one of the platforms you listen on, just go ahead and follow us on the other ones. You don't have to listen to us there, but the extra follows help. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. And, and while you're waiting for the next episode to come out, keep it steeped, my lovelies. Bye. Bye. Bye.